When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again. Welcome to another edition of Big Chris Live, the live stream and then the podcast, which you can find everywhere in audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and DeanBlundell.com, our podcast network host. We're streaming live tonight via my Facebook fan page, Big Chris Radio, Chris with a K, and also to the DeanBlundell.com Twitter account and YouTube and uh, Twitch, I believe. I Or is it, what is it, Twitch or is it, uh, I don't even know, guys. Dean Blundell TV on Twitch. Yeah, we're also on Twitch. God, I am such a millennial. It's wild. Um, Big Chris Live, episode number 45. Please welcome to the podcast Nick Chino, Tommy Gunn, and Scott Penfold. And before we introduce in length our guests, um, first, we have a sponsor here on the podcast. They started off their sponsorship last week on episode 44. Please welcome, and thanks to their sponsorship, House of Piss. Yes, friends, when you need a good old-fashioned family night out, please consider the House of Piss. They've got it all. Dog piss, cat piss, hamster piss. And introducing, on November the 7th, they will be having wild game piss. You can get bison piss, deer piss, coyote piss, all your piss needs at House of Piss Family restaurant <laughs> thanks guys thanks for bearing with me and my my uh defecation related humor so tonight's episode is called the rock and roll Roundtable, episode 45 and um we're gonna have different people representing different genres of rock and roll and throwing out a few questions and discussing what we like about these genres uh we have one soldier down uh shout out to hammer dom from hamilton ontario uh he uh he doesn't own a microphone uh, so he won't be uh, joining us tonight. That's kind of a key key component. Um, he's kind of the opposite of uh, guest number one for my introduction. Scott Penfold is with us, but by audio only. Uh, no webcam. You guys need to get together, Scotty. Yeah, I know. I got to get on that, Christopher. Actually, you said you were going to come by and drop one off for me, and you didn't do that. So I know, I know, I know. I, I still have the one that I meant to give you, too. So, I mean, that, that's <laughs> fine. But uh, okay, thanks man. for calling me out on that. No worries at uh, all. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for being with us, Scott Penfold, Loaded Radio. You can check out LoadedRadio.com, and it's everywhere, right, Scott? Pretty much, yep. Scott's representing metal this evening in the Rock and Roll Roundtable, obviously, because it's a metal streaming site. It's the hardest of the hard, eh, Scott? Um, it's uh, well, everything from hard rock to extreme metal, yeah. So, yeah, I'd say that's the, like, uh, the old genre there, yeah. What, what kind of extreme metal is, like, how extreme? Like ball gags and stuff, or...? Uh, well, no, I mean like, uh, like death metal and, uh, you know, like uh, black metal we play some of that stuff too. There's, we yeah. try and cater to as many sub genres as possible. So, yeah, you know, well, I mean, then you got Johnny rude with the hair metal and stuff and the glam metal. And we, we take it all the way to the, 
you know, uh, the uh, Satan worshiping, you know, demonic, you know, uh, Scandinavian or Norwegian metal that we've, you know, just all the different stuff. That's what I would call ball gag metal. Yeah. Well, if you want to call it that, sure. Or cookie monster metal. Some people call it whatever. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Scott, of course, uh, we go back way back. um, And I just realized Nick Chino is back on the episode as well. Uh, We all go back kind of kind of the same distance. Actually, we all work together at uh, why want to wait in Hamilton. And I didn't even realize how Hamilton I've been this season th- uh, thus far with John Harvey from Mar- monster truck and the Knicks band uh, fools union was on last episode. That was a lot of laughs there guys. So uh, uh, great, uh, great having you back, Nick. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm not intentionally trying to be so Hamilton. I thought season one was very Kingston too. A lot of the experience and friends that I've had uh, back in Kingston way, but Nick, welcome back again to the podcast and uh, Nick um, British rock. Um, I mean, you or me or Scotty could have all, yeah, could have, we could fight to the death to represent British rock here tonight. But uh, yeah, Liam Gallagher, right? You're wearing, you're wrapping his t-shirt. Yeah, man. You know, why, what, what, what did we call it back in the day? Why one Oasis? Was that kind of yeah. like, <laughs> right? Because the three of us, and that's the thing is, it was so special about it because it's really hard to find other big Oasis fans out there. So yeah. for the three of us to meet at the station and be so big on Oasis that's special. And it was, yeah. Nick, uh, uh, if you had to choose Liam or Noel, I, I'm more, you know, I'm sporting Liam. I, I am more of a Noel guy just because, uh, his songwriting and his guitar playing influenced me to become a musician. So, uh, but the two of them, you need the two of them to make Oasis. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, I'm on the opposite side of the coin. I'm a Parker monkey. I love, I love Liam. I'm, I'm on team Liam for sure. I, I, <laughs> I like Liam's solo solo stuff too, man. I've, I've I always go to bat for Liam. Uh, although Noel Noel was good in the beginning, I liked his first couple of solo endeavors, but I felt like he just started to, I don't know, started to drone on. I don't even know what the word is for it. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, they're weirder. Yeah, for sure. Or not very good is another <laughs> word for that as well. <laughs> and Tommy Gunn, uh, welcome. Tommy has been uh, like on my ass for months to come and guest on the podcast. And he was the first person to send me a demo. (laughs) You sent me a demo, dude, to come on the podcast. So how could I not have you on? And the demo was uh, of of you um, on the Naked News. Great. Yeah, that was great. Did you catch that? I, I thought I'd just send it to you for your own entertainment. Oh no! Yeah, I'm not going to play. <laughs> I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it back here. But I do have a, a screen cap here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That was that was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, being yeah doing the naked news. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. What was? Uh, yeah. Tell us more. Tell us more. Fill us in. Well, it was funny because uh, my cousin drove me to the show in Toronto, um, to their station, and. Uh, <clears throat> He was having a lot of fun behind the camera. I, I was just, you know, trying to be professional, and uh, but it was fun. Yeah, I, I have a tough time being professional around naked people too. But it's it's hard. But you know, you have to <laughs> you have to carry on. Well, that takes that takes. It's from years of uh, living in Hamilton with nineteen strip joints, uh, <laughs> but but now there's none. Is there? Are there no strip joints in Hamilton? I heard that I so. even I, that one that was on Barton Street is that one gone now too? Hamilton Strip? Yeah. I I don't live in Hamilton anymore, but I heard it's gone. Oh, Nick, crazy. 
I, I don't I don't see them around as much anymore. But uh, yeah, I have to maybe take a ride down on Barton Street and see what's uh, see what's what. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're still Mr. Mountain. You're up on the mountain, eh? Yeah, you know what? If anything, the mountain needs more strip clubs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see a West Mountain strip club. That would be hilarious. Right around the corner would be great. <laughs> yeah, Mountain View, like right out over the city. <laughs> uh, well, great to have this uh, this ensemble here. And um, I uh, I also... I'm excited to rep nineties grunge um, because uh, you know, often um, I feel like it's an overlooked genre now, like now that the nineties, like 1990 is God, is it 40 years? No, no, no. 30. 30. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. It still feels like it's like seemingly been skipped over, you know, the eighties were celebrated and now it's like all of a sudden they skipped over to the two thousands. Am I wrong saying that or? Uh, I don't think so. I, 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 well, I mean, I think you are wrong to the extent that the early 90s certainly made a significant dent in the, the musical zeitgeist, if you would. However, I think the later 90s, yeah, I, I would agree with you, with your statement more. That is just sort of a kind of dissolved a lot of one hit wonders that sort of really just yeah. sort of hung on, just sort of hung on top 40 radio for a little too long i think i mean songs like closing time and shit like that i mean not yeah. that there's anything wrong with it but i mean you, you get a lot of those kind of you know just sort yeah. of uh, sort of droll bands but and they're still trying to do like eddie vetter's gnarl and you know it's just space kind of, hog yeah you know, and then creed came along and you know yeah. it just, well space hog was more like david bowie they, they, i mean you know that kind of a thing um but uh yeah definitely i'd say 95 through 99 was just dumb in music it was just really nothing good and uh, maybe that's what you were referring to but early 90s i think yeah, were no, very, very like i i mean trust me the the uh, critically yes critically acclaimed uh early 90s but like uh you go like you go into like what is sort of considered mainstream now it's like i feel like nirvana or like soundgarden just aren't quite as like celebrated as say uh you know contemporaries like I don't know. I just don't feel like there's there's enough uh, respect given to them. Like whether it's at a maybe it's like the award show crowds. You know what I mean? I, I guess, you know, like when I was growing up in the 90s, it felt like, you know, rock bands of the 80s still had, you know, some sort of uh, cred, you know, right. am I wrong? No. Yeah. All right. Somebody maybe else talked. <laughs> Nick, somebody, it's Tommy, really please. Funny though, because like, I feel like this year, it's, yeah, it's, it's the 30th anniversary um, of a lot of those classic 90s albums, like 1991 in particular. It was Nirvana's Nevermind, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger, Metallica, Black Album. Um, and they all came out within the span of 60 days. Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. All within a period of sixty days. That's all I've been hearing all, all year long. All I've been hearing about is never mind, never mind. So I feel like it's uh, I feel like it's still it still gets its due. Maybe even is a little it, bit too much. In my is it be- really because is it maybe just because I'm just like out of the loop? Maybe is it because I'm a new dad and like I'm just my head's not in the game? Like that's not listening to thirty year old music. Yeah, well, I mean, no, but I mean, you know, that I'm not paying attention to you know the right. I'm not following the right Twitter accounts, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Man, you're probably better off avoiding Twitter. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm addicted to Twitter, man. It's my number one. It's my number one network before any other. I can't. I can't figure it out, man. Like uh, you, you say something, and then, uh, then what? 
<laughs> sometimes nothing, sometimes something. I mean, like people just like, hey, uh, tell me what your best song is. What's your favorite song? Like, I mean, like there's all kinds of things that I just don't get on that Twitter. A lot of questions. There's always asking questions. You gotta ask a lot of polls, stuff like yeah, that. Polls. And is the is the dress blue or is the dress white? Kind of thing. <laughs> So, all right, Tommy, by the way, is representing classic rock here on the uh, panel here tonight for the Rock and Roll Roundtable. Tommy, what is it about classic rock that really turns your crank? I know Nick and, and Scott well enough to know, you know, what what drives them for their, you know, particular genres here tonight. But what is it about the classic rock genre for you? Well, I mean, like, <clears throat> I think classic rock is great music, you know, and I uh, to me, it used to be a sound and and now it's uh, if it's 40 years old or something but um it was an era in time i think but at, at the same time it was is quite the sound you know it was a, it was a sound and um and and that's what i like about uh classic rock really and that's why i i try to um create classic rock still i i call it classic rock but it's just it's new you know what i mean it's new today but yeah i mean I mean, nobody's doing it anymore. And uh, I think it was uh, a lot of great music, a lot of great bands, a lot of great artists. It's called Classic for a Reason. Hey, what? Yeah. yeah. And so, by the way, you were just out in L.A., right? You laid down a record or something? What? What? How was that? Are you back? Are you still there? Where are you? Yeah, I'm still here, baby. Yeah, I'm here till uh, the end of January. I'm, I'm doing a great album with some really great people. And uh, this is my best writings yet. And um, it's got a real California vibe. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I enjoy the California vibe. Scott, do you like the Nevada vibe? Oh yeah, if you're referring to Las Vegas, yeah, I've yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> is there anything else? Is there anything else in Nevada? Johnny uh, Rude, well, Johnny Reno. Rude, right? Yeah, yeah, jo yeah, you know Johnny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time with my my good friend and business partners down there, and uh, I have some friends down there, and I, I lived there for a while, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's good, it's nice, it's warm, very hot in the summer. To drive yeah you. yeah but the scene is good too right i mean like there's yeah. there's this there's you know good good folks down there good music oh yeah, I think great. definitely you know what there, there's when i first went down there i didn't expect there to be that kind of a music scene in the local part of las vegas to, to, to be as flourishing as it was and it's fantastic i mean it's the kind of place where i mean i think me and johnny walked into a bar and it would have been like a tuesday or wednesday night and on stage was like bruce kulik from kiss playing you know along with you know a bunch of i think it was sin city synergy or something and that was like a tuesday and the bar wasn't even full i mean that, that that's just kind of how cool it is in vegas when you walk into any place because you, you don't know who you're going to see up on stage obviously if you go to the strip you have the shows you know who you're going to see but when you're talking rock and, and, and heavy music it's uh when you go into those rock joints it's like uh I mean, we used to hang out with Vinnie Paul there all the time. And, uh, that was uh, that was a lot of episodes that was really cool. And it was just and people didn't flock to the guy. I mean, of course, they would like to go up and say hi to him. But it was just like, you know, it's, it's Vinnie. You know, it was just part. Yeah. Of his, yeah. Which was really cool. You know? Yeah. It's 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 like that here, too. And I find that the musicians are, you know, they bend over backwards to help you, too. Um, so I've been really fortunate. I, I've wrote some great tunes with uh, a really cool guy who's uh, in December issue of Guitar Player Magazine. His name's Fernando Perdoma. And, uh, and I'm, I'm recording with some awesome musicians, like high quality musicians who just want to play, you know, and they, and they, they want to help. And, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a good saturation of talent there of just, you know, but the people themselves are are so nice here. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm coming from Toronto and Toronto during COVID everybody's me, me, me. And like really cold, like, uh, you know, I can't believe how people got really cold in Toronto as far as, you know, not being as nice. And here it's like total opposite. Everybody's super nice. And right. eh? I would agree. Yeah, you you agree, Scotty? I I I think Toronto has gotten to be a very cold city. I agree with very for a lot with Tommy. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I don't know. Nick Hamilton's still a love love fest, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think it's been affected by COVID, just like any any other city. Um, so that's obviously affected what people have been doing and how they've been acting. But I would like to think that Hamilton's always had a little bit of a little bit of heart to it, and I think it still does. Um, yeah. It's starting to get back great. to normal. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, you guys lived here. You guys know it. It's still, it's still there. And there's, you know, more stuff happening. More cool places. There's been a lot of revitalization with a lot of cool bars now and restaurants in the city that are popping up. So it's been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Tommy Gunn, if you had to pick a album from the classic rock genre that would be your album, the one that you say, "Hey, this is the one that I think represents everything. I think is great about well, classic rock." What's that? I mean, album? like, holy cow, man! How can you say one album, honestly? Oh yeah, it's... <laughs> one okay, album give, for, give for story, artists, give maybe you know. But but an album that really did. Um, I can name two albums that had a lot. I had a huge influence on me, and that is uh, um, Venus and Mars by Paul McCartney and the Wings, and also uh, ELO El Dorado. So those two had a huge impact on me. Yeah, yeah. Nick, what about you? Yeah, my f- oh. Sorry, go ahead, Tommy. Well, my father, you know, he played in Crowbar. I don't know if you heard of Crowbar or what. If yeah, you oh, yeah. Rush. Well, my father played in Crowbar. He also played with Ray Materic. So when I was a kid growing up, like, I had bands in my house every day. You know what I mean? Like, there was somebody there recording, playing, rehearsing. So, like, um, this is my life, you know? Like, so I tried to do things a little differently with my children by uh, working a steady job. But um, after they were raised, I went right back into my music and that's, you know, maybe a late starter, but I'm, I, this is my whole life, you know? So yeah. Just no, about- <laughs> uh, Nick, for you, the album, what's the album? For British rock, it's gotta be uh, Oasis and definitely maybe that's gotta be the one because that's what really kicked off the, the Britpop invasion of, uh, of the mid nineties. And when I listen back to that record, right from the get go, you got rock and roll star kicking off an album. Is there a better album opener than rock and roll star a mission statement for a band that was about to take over the world? It's gotta it's be. Definitely- oh, you're just a poet. When you speak about Oasis, Nick, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, but it's true. Um, I, I would agree with you. I could corroborate that. It's just like it's such an obvious one, but it's it's undeniable at the same time, right? Like you could try and be coy about it, but but why not <laughs> say it, man? That's the album. Yeah. yeah, it's too bad that that invasion was like what, like two and a half years. Yeah, it was over. Here. It, was, it was a pretty <laughs> short-lived British invasion, but it was a good yeah. one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Scotty, for you, the album that represents metal, or that you think that uh, best encapsulates what's great about it to you. Oh, uh, that's difficult. I, I, I mean, I, I probably have to say Master of Puppets by Metallica. That would be a strong forerunner uh, for what represents, I mean, what I love about metal. I think a lot of people, 
a lot of people I've interviewed in metal uh, have agreed, I, I think, with that statement. But I mean, there's so many incredible albums out there when it comes to metal. And I mean, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. You got, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just I, 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 there's, there's so many. Uh, Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. But I mean, and, and to really nail it down to one, I mean, certainly it would probably have to be Master of Puppets would be up there, or you know, maybe Pantera's Vulgar Display of Power uh, for a modern day album. Oh, I mean, uh, the new Mastodon album is fantastic. See, the, it's, the thing about metal is that that every generation has so many forerunning albums that are just so poignant and just have, uh, you know, and just really have that, uh, are able to grasp that, that sort of consciousness really well. So I, it's, uh, that's a, that's a great question, man. It's tough. It's one that you can go on about forever, you know? So. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's a cliche question, but it's one that I always find still to this day, no matter how many times I've had it, you know, in a college dorm room right until this moment, uh, how much it, my opinion has changed and, and how much I enjoy having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, um, in the nineties grunge, um, I'm going to go with, um, <laughs> again, cliche, but, uh, never mind. I, I say it's, it's the album that says it all, man. It's, it's mission statement. Like you say, Nick, uh, you know, there's, there's undeniable that that was the album that just blew the doors off that, that genre, uh, made it, made it all plausible. I'm sure Pearl Jam still would have had a great career, no doubt. Um, but to make it like a movement, you know, I think Nirvana really, really did that. Um, that would be my pick. Um, so a few other the uh, cliche music questions. Uh, best song from your genre to drive to? Scotty. Oh, what was that? Was that, was that, was that thing? Text. Best song from your genre to drive to? Uh, to drive to? Uh... Windows down. It's a great day. Rubber on the road. I mean, Deep Purple's Highway Star would be more classic rock, I think, wouldn't it? So uh, I'll leave that one for Tommy. Um, I'm, I'm, I, for, for a metal song to drive to? Jeez, yeah. uh, can you come back to me on this one? There's, that's Sorry, I gotta, yeah. I've got to ponder that yeah. one for a bit. I'll, I'll kick it off. Again, Nirvana, Breed, uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great tune, yeah. Yeah. Nick, Brit, Britpop? Uh, I would say, I'll probably just say Oasis again. Um and the song would be Columbia from Definitely Maybe. Yep. That one, it's got like this really great guitar lick that kicks in, starts off with the drums, gets into an amazing, amazing chorus. It's just like, then it goes into the yeah, yeah, yeahs at the end. Definite cruising song. Yeah, yeah. And Tommy, classic rock, the album, <laughs> the song to drive to. Well, you know, I, it's funny, Scott, because uh, after I mixed my last album with Nick Blagona, who did every Deep Purple album, he took me down to Cops Coliseum when Deep Purple was playing with Priest and introduced me to the band. So that was pretty cool. Nice. And Highway Star is a great song. However, uh, I think more Ozzy, maybe, uh, you know, something off Blizzard of Oz, you know, or, um, you know, some serious Sabbath, you know, definitely. Okay. I would agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Sabbath, that crosses over to you, Scotty. Okay. Back to metal. Um, you know what? I'd probably say Pantera's Cowboys from Hell for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. that riff, dude. You know, just that riff. So, yeah. Have you ever heard that on FM Rock Radio? Uh, yes, <laughs> I have, have on you? my show, on Loaded Radio. Yeah. Loaded Radio. Okay. Outside of that, though, like it, at, yeah, say there's, at- one, there's one station that you and I know of in Ottawa, which played it a couple of times. 
Oh, okay. Because, yeah, um, at 12.15 p.m., I'll never forget this. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, at This was at K-Rock in Kingston, and we were doing uh, some kind of tour for a client who really loved the station, but he loved heavy metal. And they were trying to sell the client on, you know, <laughs> buying, buying a thing. And so they're taking him on a tour through the radio station, and they're in the master control. And he's like, yeah, so this is the thing. This is all the music here. And he's like, what's on now? I'm like, well, we're doing the all request nooner right now. And he's like, all requests. Is it really all requests? And he's like, sure. He's like, how about Cowboys from Hell? And and so the fucking boss fucking just, just threw Cowboys from Hell on at 12.15 p.m. in small town, Kingston, Ontario. That's glorious. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was. That was fucking great moment and i was like that's why i was glad i started working there that was also i was like i walked away from that moment being like okay all right you know i think i made a good choice coming to work here that's one of those things i i I, that's one thing i liked doing in fm radio especially when you and i worked together with nick there too is like i loved sort of manipulating the music meetings into putting like you know oasis b-sides on the air for us and stuff like that which i got yes on the station by the way i'd like to say (laughs) you know but when you can get those things on there and it just and it's just like those little golden nuggets of awesomeness i think it's great yeah, when you get to spin something that you truly love, like a song that you truly love on the radio, wh- which never happens. I mean, man, my first few years in radio, I was doing country music. I mean, every morning I, now I wake up and play Cindy Lauper. I mean, you don't you don't always get to do the format, or not even even if you're in the format of your choice, uh, you don't always get to play the songs that you want to play. That's just the way it works. Um, but when you get that moment, it feels good, right? Absolutely. You know me, I did the request fest for how many years? Every Saturday night from six to midnight, I did request fest, and that was always I, I snuck in some good ones on that one. <laughs> I know sure. you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, like really it's everybody's dream to get a radio show or a request radio show where you can really just play whatever you want. So that's kind of a dream, really. Yeah. Well, I remember some late nights just sitting around in someone's basement getting basement drunk. And we just had the request fest on, and we'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Nick put that in." Yeah, I know. it was great. Yeah, that kind of sums up Hamilton for me. Yeah. <laughs> my whole time there. Yeah, I you, you and Scotty would call in all the time. You guys would always have, you know, Scotty usually was some Oasis. He would always yeah, ask. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It yeah. Was great. So, all right, back to our uh, list of uh, of stereotypical questions. Um, best song we did best song to drive to right um the best song uh for you to have sex to (laughs) the best getting laid soundtrack tommy gunn any song (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on because that's a great answer (laughs) yeah Uh, specifically still within the brit rock genre right yeah yeah, we're yeah. Oh, I knew that would be tough for you because I was thinking about me for Brit Rock too, and I was like, man, there ain't there ain't a lot of fucking songs. There's a lot of happy like really, skipping down the street songs, but like I wouldn't think Oasis is a particularly sexy band. You know, like they yeah. have some, they are. You know, they do. I'm trying to think of some other ones. <laughs> like I don't know, like Spice Girls, <laughs> Two Become One. There's a good sex song. If you like, <laughs> uh, if you want to come out, lover. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oasis, Columbia is kind of sexy as far as Oasis goes. Again, I'll pick that one. Or Supersonic, maybe. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, if you want a longer song for a longer a longer session with your with your partner, maybe some champagne supernova. It kind of builds. <laughs> There's crescendos happening on that. So that might work too. Nick, are you still are you single? No. I am now. <laughs> oh <laughs> I was in a relationship for a long time. And I know, yeah, you were, yeah. Oh, that's a bummer, man. If any ladies want to get together and listen to Oasis. I was gonna say she didn't want to fuck to Oasis, did she? That was I feel like we did at least probably once or twice. I don't know. I, like dating me? How would like how would I let that pass? That was your secret fetish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you really love me, this is what you're gonna do. Uh, um, all right, Scotty, over to you. The best song from your genre to make it the love to have sex to. <laughs> I think anything by uh, anything by Deftones, I think works. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, it, it depends on the type of personality you are. I mean, some people fuck the death metal. I mean, I mean it's, <laughs> you know, it's because they they dig that. I mean, I guess it's whatever you're into, right? Um, <laughs> like extreme speed metal. I mean, perhaps you know. Yeah, like no the idea. kind of yeah, like the the kind of sex that like you're trying to turn each other's genitals into dust, like two <laughs> yeah. monkeys. Yeah, it sounds like applause when you're having sex, you know, like like yeah. that. Applause. <laughs> <laughs> it's that rapid. <laughs> or when you get the offbeat applause too, that's the balls slapping too. I don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the secondary slap, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to actually obviously I have a lot of dark things in my mind swirling around. I'd love to talk about balls slapping more but uh, i'm gonna pick my song for the best song from the uh, genre to have sex to best song in 90s grunge to have sex to i'm sorry not in an aggressive manner in a truly love-making manner temple of the dog hunger strike i mean hmm. nice. am i right <laughs> yeah, brand. I, I think reach down to be more more something better <laughs> I, have you hunger strike really yeah, I don't know. I, just, I don't know, man. I just no. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Whatever works for you, dude. I mean, it, it's it's a personal thing, you know. It's whatever gets your crank going. I, I mean, whatever. I should have just fucking if if I hadn't if I had gone first and not let Tommy gone first, I would have said just any album. That was a great. <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Anyway, uh, Scotty, how's loadedradio.com? Tell us about it, man. Give us a plug. Plug your shit. Yeah, LoadedRadio.com. Uh, it is a uh, massive news mega site, constantly updated with your hard rock and metal news. Also, uh, live 24-hour uh, digital quality radio station, complete with tons of shows that air out of Toronto and Las Vegas. Uh, we have a, a weekly podcast, much like you do here, Chris, um, where we interview uh, people in hard rock and metal, um, some of the more notable artists, which is uh, really cool. It's a, it's a great thing to be doing that for a few years now. And uh uh, yeah, and of course an FM radio show. So I mean, it's like it's a whole bunch of stuff. Loaded radio, but loadedradio.com has got everything on there. And if you if you, if you dig hard rock and metal, well, that's where you got to go. Yeah, I uh, always appreciate your your hustle in the uh, hard rock and metal genres, Scotty. And uh, yeah, if if I'm ever going to listen and uh, and want to fuck to Norwegian speed metal, uh, loadedradio.com <laughs> is my 
is my first choice, my first destination. Well, we we, we play more than that, but you, yes, yes, no, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's jokes, just all jokes. Um, Nick Chino, we had you on the full episode with the Fools Union, but uh, plug that, my friend, and also your podcast too. What the Rock? No, what's it called again? Sorry, it's called Rock Squad. So Rock it's, Squad. Uh, it's on YouTube and Spotify and everywhere. It's just me and my uh, my bandmate Dave. Uh, we just do kind of like a rock music news show where we talk about all the latest topics. So, you know, this week we were talking about uh, Metallica. We were talking about Foo Fighters into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're doing that. So you can check that out. And, uh, yeah, the band's called Fool's Union. We just released a new single called Maniacs. Uh, we got some other cool stuff coming out. You can check us out everywhere, Spotify. Uh, you can check us out on Bandcamp and foolsunion.com. And Tommy Gunn, also from The Naked News. <laughs> Tommy Gunn, thanks for being on with us tonight, man. Thanks for joining us from from uh, L.A. Again, how can people find you, man, find your music that you're uh, working on right now so people people can stay updated? Well, I have one link to all my links, and it's sociatap.com backslash Tommy Gunn, all capitals, all one word. Okay. That's it. All right. You get, you get all my links. It's all there. It's all it's out a, there. And great app, actually. Yeah, it, it's, it sources everything. It funnels everything into one place. Yep. Socia app. Okay. Social tap. Pardon me. Okay. Tommy Gunn, appreciate your time. And no once problem. again, also thanks to our sponsor, House of Piss Family Restaurant. <laughs> By all means, check them out. It's a family established, locally owned and operated business for over 25 years with all your favorites, cat piss, dog piss, hamster piss. And introducing on November the 7th, Wild Game Piss. They'll be offering coyote, deer, and bison piss. Bring the whole family to House of Piss Family Restaurant. I could go hey, for a right. piss now. Yeah, yeah me too. No, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I also I haven't had a good piss in a while, man. I could definitely use one. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, uh, you know, when you have to piss and you pee yourself, it feels good for like, like two seconds, and then the oh, shame yeah. sets in. But the, for that moment, it feels good, right? Well, House of Pit apparently is a good place. So well, that's what I'm out. saying. I drank too many of these uh, President's Choice soda waters tonight, so I got to go too. But uh, thank you guys for uh, being part of the roundtable tonight. And uh, and we'll thank talk you, soon, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for watching. Peace. And Peace. again, subscribe. BigChrisRadio.com. Big Chris uh, Live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the usual places. Thanks to our podcast sponsor and home, DeanBlundell.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty 
from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.